Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 378. And last week we said that this week we were going to talk about this great three-part reading system for the greens that we recently learned at the David Ledbetter Academy at Crystal Springs. Tom Reynolds, he's been teaching there for 20 years. Uh, and we did a playing lesson there. And that video may be out around the time that this podcast is coming out so you can see the visual too. Um, but he taught us something that I feel like we really learned a lot out of this one. And again, this is where the score happens. We can talk about our swing all we want, but if you don't make the putts, you can't score. Can't score, man. That's it. And we see it on the PGA Tour. Who wins every week? The guy who puts the best. Yeah. So yep. if you if you're not already putting a huge huge emphasis and value on your putting and your green reading, now's the time to do it. And I'm I'm the first person who's guilty of of learning to read the greens better. So I've been putting this into action. And I tell you what, I shot one of my best rounds of the season and in, in quite a while, just uh, the other week using this. And uh, I don't think I three putt even one green. Yeah, I mean, and how easy was it to do? And I'm sure you're going to be doing it every time now. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something like I said. Once it gets ingrained in you, you just you got to get to it, and you'll find that when you get away from it, that's when the bad reads happen. And we'll talk about that too, because I want to talk about sometimes what causes us to not read a green well, and a lot of it can be just a feeling in general of of rushing, um, just trying to to get through it, or it's a nerve wracking putt, and you just want to hit it, or or sometimes even how much of our score adds up of missing those three to five footers because we put so much of an emphasis on. On the read of the first long putt that we just get yeah. up to it and just like ah, and just hit the putt and right. you miss it and it's a stroke and mm. it counts the same as that big drive you hit off the tee yep, so exactly. um giving each one the due diligence it, it requires and i understand one question that might come up is pace of play but honestly the more you do it the more adept you come you become at this the better yeah. it'll be and and you can start to realize that even while some of your playing partners are doing their reads that's what gives you time to kind of do your own too yeah I, you know and i think you can get this thing down to even from the longest putt you can get this whole thing down to 10 seconds you can go pretty quick we'll talk about the second the second part is what takes the most time which is the, the living read. yeah the living read. We'll but talk there about are ways you can do it like i said and you can do a lot of this even I, I see some of the best green readers and some of the best tips we've gotten is from people who um do a lot of their green reading before they even hit the green walking up and looking at the terrain and with different ways that it slopes or being aware and perceptive there's so much green reading you can do off of watching your playing partners. So, for example, watching other guys as they approach the green with their approach shots and chip shots. Mm -hmm. How is the ball rolling once it hits the green? Because it might be some of your own line that comes into play. Or if someone's away, no matter where they are, putting. Uh, a great tip that we got from Brad Worthington when we did that putting, we did that playing lesson at um, Town Ridge is he said, I watch all the other players. I watch what their ball does in the last one to two feet around the hole. Right. Yep. Because no matter if you could, your playing partner could be approaching the green from the other side but once you get down to that hole you're going to be able to read that break because it's going to have a similar effect of what yours is going to do so there's a lot of things you can do where you're getting a lot of green reading information but still maintaining that always important pace of play 
Right. You don't want to bother anybody out there doing this. No, you want to keep it moving. Yeah. You want to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And we understand we're not all on the PGA Tour and, and putting for a half a million dollars. But, you know, at the same time, we want to score better. So putting part of this into play is important. You got to find that happy medium between some people have like almost no read, just go up there and just intuitively just slap at it versus having a method. And this is really going to give you that method. Yeah. I mean, it's a method that I'm digging, man. Yeah, it's been, I saw it working for you that day, so yeah, that's for so. sure. Um, but before we do, I want to do this week's Twitter tapping because we've got a uh, one with some really funny responses. Man, you guys come through yeah, every yeah, really. week with the Twitter tapping and just crack us up, and that's why we love doing these. We like to do a little off-the-cuff fun stuff, so we'll dive into that in a second. Before we do, we want to thank our sponsor, Titleist. And guys, we're excited to share with you guys some exclusive opportunities from T- uh, Titleist, but to be part of them, you need to join Team Titleist. And Team Titleist, it's free quick and easy to join. You can join us on Team Titleist, but what it does is it gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing, there's special events, limited edition gear. I love the stuff that's got that limited edition TT on it. We have a lot of hats like that. And people ask us, hey, where'd you get that with the TT? I'm like, unfortunately, you can't buy it. You've got to be part of Team Titleist. And they give them away randomly. They give them away at events. We were at a great Team Titleist event at Five Iron in New York City not too long ago. Um, but again, it's, it's something that you just you want to be a part of. It's a no-brainer to join Team Titleist. All you need to do to sign up is go to Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. That's one word. Sign up. Uh, you will be, as I said, in the mix for for those special you know events, the limited edition gear. Um, and it's just really cool. You feel like you're just part of the team. There's no membership fee. Hop in there. Join it. No brainer. Worth every second of it. Right. Um, all right. So if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golfissy so you can be part of the Twitter tap in each week. And this week we asked, what is a golf product that doesn't exist yet, but you would definitely buy it if it did? And what I like about this is you guys took it in all different places. You can go anywhere. We kept with it, it wide open on purpose. We wanted you to take it in some different places. So. Let's look at some of these uh, here. Mike, you got one that stands out? Well, Gabe, right out. Gabe McKee says, golf balls with GPS chips in it so that when I hit them in the high grass under the leaves or into the woods, I can find them. And I love how our, our own writer, Connor, says, he tags Tile app. Are you seeing this collab, please? <laughs> and Tile writes back, this is an interesting suggestion. We're always looking for ways to improve the products and services. Can I love it. Can you imagine? So we see people out there taping like uh, those new Apple Air tags to their yeah, golf ball. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then every golf ball company in the world getting rid of tile. And you know you know what's so wild is that some of these suggestions seem like they would be off the wall and I guarantee you they're like a year out. Yeah. like We're like a year out from hearing this. I have no doubt in my mind that sometime within the next 12 months someone's going to announce that they've got a smart golf ball that you can find with your app. Yeah, easily. You know it's, it's going to happen. happen. You know it's going to happen. So it's like it's not that far-fetched. Uh, you want to hear mine? Yeah, I want to hear yours. I'm going hoverboards. Hoverboards. I love the golf board so much, but mm-hmm. let's get these things off the ground a little bit. You want to be like Michael J. Fox? I want to be I want to be Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, you know, with a Sunday bag on the back, only at like like cradley type of courses yeah. where you don't need the full bag, obviously. Yeah, you're living there. Now you're living, right? Now you're living, yeah. floating around the golf course. Just I like, like kind of just like, you're surfing through the air. Nothing too dangerous. I mean, maybe it goes like three, four feet off the ground, maybe even less, mm-hmm. maybe two feet. Yeah. Let's just whip around. That would be awesome. I'll tell you what mine is, and I'm not trying to put anybody out of business here. Mm-hmm. I want drone four caddies. Mm. I want, because like four caddies, talking. if you ever play the four caddy, it's great because mm-hmm. you move around along because they're out there finding your golf ball. Big and stuff. time. 
I want to see them invent a drone that has the light, the, 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 the AI and the, I mean, eventually uh, robots are just going to take over, I guess. Right. Right. But, uh, the AI and the battery life that it just goes out in front of you finds your ball and like you know when you find your buddy's ball you throw your hat down on it or something i wanted to just like find your ball and just hover over it until you get there exactly and then fly off and wait and And use it like optics to see the ball in the air fly off and wait right so you just you just instead of looking around for your ball there's some type of smart component that can somehow save that battery life that it's only needed yeah i don't know i think it'll be be there if we're gonna have drones delivering packages from amazon we're gonna have this i don't know if it flies off i don't need to solve all the 24 hour battery packs but maybe it flies off charges its little buddy drone goes up right you know they alternate i don't know again what do i look like jeff bezos i don't need to solve all your problems i'm just telling you what i want i want a drone for caddy that goes out there and tells me where my ball is and i just walk to it each time yeah so there you go i like that um here's some great ones uh, Curtis Cole says sunglasses that allow you to see a shot tracer uh, for all the nonsense reasons we can't see it. Sometimes the sun in your eyes, shank slices, etc. I'm going to give you another hot take. Going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you already see like Apple with the Apple glass and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me at all if eventually those come out and then app developers start developing apps for it that shows you or help you find your ball. Um, well, yeah, like that. I think that goes along with with the Slim Shady 16 says those lines and arrows on video games that read the putts. Yeah. So you combine the two. Yeah. You put the glasses on. Put the glasses. And the minute you get on the green, just that the Golf Logics, I believe, has that where it shows the slope. Mm-hmm. So that technology is there. I think we're years away from that in the glasses. All of a sudden, you put them on the green. Now you can see the whole slope. Can you imagine you got these glasses <laughs> on? It's showing you like top right corner wind. Yeah. It's got your like AI caddy that's yeah. telling you what to hit because it knows all your stats, like shot scope. You know what I mean? It gives you all its stats. Right. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna ring shot scope and tell like, guys. We, need we know these. what we need next. Smart this sunglasses. Is what we need. I wanted to show like Caddy what club, how far we, my last drive was, and it reads the green. Now we're playing in wind the club selection. Read the green. Yeah. Again, not trying to put all of our terrific caddies out there out of business. Yeah. Nor do I want to lose the experience of again being out there in nature and absorbed, but. It is cool to yeah. think about some you of these You can't fire concepts. the sunglasses. You can fire a caddy. <laughs> you throw them in the lake. Exactly. Like, wrong read. Gone. <laughs> um, let's see. That was, so that what was else? Uh, oh, this one's too funny. Josh, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name because you guys know I'm the worst of this, but he has the a meme from Men in Black with that mine eraser. He's calling it the Clean Slate XL 2000, and he said, I need, you need this to erase memory of last hole. <laughs> <laughs> That one, that one gets a golf clap for Josh because I'll tell you what, it's so true. How many of our rounds go bad because we're fuming about what we just did on the last mm-hmm. hole? I just need something that just erases that triple bogey, and I just think everything's fine, and let me just yeah. go for my par on this hole. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. I need that for the whole round, though. Yeah, I know. The right. whole the round. Whole round. Uh, JB says a driver that goes straight. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, scrolling down. I'm seeing a lot of the sunglasses here. GPS sunglasses. GPS Sam, golf Jake. balls. A green reader, David says. There you go. Yep. So we're on the same page here. Uh, let's sunglasses. See. This seems like a little bit easier than what we're. Sam says sunglasses that have a laser for distance. That's okay. kind of brilliant. That is kind of cool. That doesn't require all of the crazy stuff we're saying. You just have the laser integrated that's just firing and giving you distance. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, sunglasses with built-in shot tracer. Uh, uh, you know what? Some of this stuff. It's like you know. It's making me think of Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. why it says a putter that guarantees consistency yeah. remember that yeah, yeah. with the scope, <laughs> the scope on it the scope on the putter and everything caddyshack was ahead of its time um 
but yeah, and GPS tracking of the golf ball. I mean, talk about speeding up play. I would just have to see how that's going to affect. I would I would not sacrifice any of the performance of my golf ball mm-hmm. for to have a chip in it. You know, if that's going to any way. Right. Effect. But I think eventually these are things that will be solved and, and you'll be able to do it. And it'll be cool because it'll just, you know, it'll move play along. It definitely I, I think whenever we're slow out there, it's because some, you know, it's a five minutes can make a huge difference. If someone takes five minutes to try to find a golf ball, or if you get two guys in a group doing it, now the hole is dramatically, dramatically slowed down. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Great suggestions, guys. Yeah, Thanks these are as great. always for being part of the Twitter tap in. Uh, let's do a word from our sponsors, Mike, and then I want to talk about this three piece read system. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's see. What do we got here? Oh, foot joy, Frank. Foot joy, of course. Got to talk about foot joy. So one of the big ones, and and if you guys got to watch some of the uh, the Scotland series, uh, which we've been having a lot of fun putting out. You I saw, keep calling it the Scotland series. It's the Pinehurst series. Scotland series. No, but wow. I keep doing that. I keep too. doing that. I, right. I, so I'm like, hey, guys, just check out episode one of Scotland. They're like, didn't Scotland. you go in like 2019? That's <laughs> amazing. Like, yeah, oh, my God. The Pinehurst yeah. series. You'll see that one of our absolute favorite shoes of the trip was the new Hyperflex. You wore it. Feet pillows. I, I call it. them feet pillows. Uh, I mean, look, what, what, what you hear Footjoy says is, and they couldn't describe it in three words better, it's tuned for golf. Really, you can see the way the, the shoe is built, the way it fits the foot. Everything in there was designed and developed with performance in mind. So you start with the top. A, it's, a, it's an awesome looking shoe. I love the color options that they came in. I love that boa that you can use or the yep. lace. I have the lace too. I have that gray, yeah, you've got the blue both, right? combo. I've worn that quite a few times. Love the look of it. But that mesh upper material, it's really, it's a great fit. It feels like it's hugging your foot. It's almost like a structured sock in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like picture of you had the comfort of a sock, but the stability of a shoe. That is really what it feels like. And I looked at that mesh the first time and I said, well, the only thing with this is it looks so breathable. There's no way it's waterproof. Well, guess what? It is. It's got, I think it's a two-year waterproof on it. Uh, it's really terrific. And like I said, that rapid fit system, I love that. You can just dial in the exact right you know, tension that you want. Um, but it just really feels like that, that security that you need so that we talked about before so many times on the podcast, using the ground forces, the importance of balance, really a lot of that comes down to feeling like you're very stable in your shoe. So this is what you're going to get. You've got that stratofoam midsole. You've got the uh, OptiFlex outsole. All this stuff, like I said, Big names for just some really brilliant technology that went into making a shoe that is both comfortable and stable. So it's available in the laced and the rapid fit system. You can shop it now at footjoy.com. Love it, man. I want to thank Golf Tech. You know, we've had this deal. It's still going, you know, uh, 75 one bucks. Of the best deals uh, it it really is, yeah. you know, and a lot of you have always asked, like you're, you're, you're sliding in saying, Hey guys, where, where should I go get fitted? Where should I go for a lesson? What do you think? I'm out here in, in Colorado or I'm out here in California. Check out Golf Tech. There's 195 locations in the country. One of my favorite parts about it. Yeah. Because I, mean, I hate off. We have we have people everywhere listening, and I hate offering something that you, you can't all have access to. The good news is everybody's got access to this for the most part. Right, for the most part. And, you know, when you get in there, I mean, take advantage of it. You can easily go to Golf Tech, G-O-L-F-T-E-C, golftech.com slash golficity. Mm-hmm. And they created a custom landing page just for our audience with these special deals. So you'll go there. You'll find your location. If there's one near you, great. That's step one. Step two sign up for it 75 bucks i mean you're not going to find it anywhere else and uh someone messaged me the other day that um you know they didn't think the code was working it is we're confirming it so let your fitter know let golf tech know when you make the uh, reservation just confirm on the phone i'm coming in as part of the golficity uh deal 
and go in there and take advantage of it. Because when you're in there, when you get that um, swing evaluation, you'll be allowed to go through that skill assessment, which you, you and I went to, mm-hmm. the 29 That's shots right. to yeah. show all those like weaknesses of your game. Yep. And you can't do that without taking a lesson there. So go check out Golf Tech. Go to golftech.com slash golficity. And the fittings. The fittings, no doubt. There's going to be a lot yeah. of new equipment drops coming up soon. It's, and they have every equipment there. Yep, exactly. You know? So all the major manufacturers and 75 bucks can't beat it. So, all right, let's talk about this this three-step, three yeah. this three-piece. And first of all, we want to give the huge shout-out to Tom Reynolds. He's the director of instruction at the Ledbetter Academy at Crystal Springs. He's the one who taught us this this system. Uh, he taught us it on the, on the course uh, in a real playing lesson situation, which I think is it's just so much value to it. But, Mike, he first took you through this. So let me – I'll take us in each step and then you kind of walk us through what he taught you. Sure. So the first thing we'll say is, like I said, it's going to be a three-part system. And the important thing to understand is you'd use these same three steps no matter the putt. It could be a long lag type putt. It could be a short putt. The system doesn't change because of the length of the putt. You can use this for every putt that you find yourself up against. So, Mike, the first one, we call it the preliminary read. Tell us about it. Okay, so let me walk you through it, uh, and I'm going to actually explain this in in real time as it happened when Tom taught it to me. So I was standing over about, what did you say, about a 25-footer? Give At or least. Take. It might have been 30 Might have been a little yeah. longer, 30-footer. It was a right-to-left breaker and a little down the hill. And that's what I noticed from step one, the preliminary read. So this is the easiest step of the three-piece. This is the step that I kind of everybody Everyone already knows. does. You do it anyway. Yeah. This is just you standing over your ball looking at the hole and just determining which way does it break. Right. Is it a hill? Is it flat? Does it go uphill? Like you're getting all that basic information just by standing with the human eye for the very first time. It's initial thoughts, I like to call it, of how do you think this putt's going to go? Fast, slow, right, left, you name it. And you instantly absorb that, and now you have a somewhat of an idea of how to hit the putt. It's almost like you pick up a book and you look at the cover, you kind of read the back, maybe you read the inside of the first page, you get a feel for it, but you don't really have all the information. You know yet. it's a murder mystery, you just don't know. You just don't know who's getting killed. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. And <laughs> right. it's probably going to be you. But yeah. <laughs> but I think that this is the thing that everybody, for the most part, we stop with. The preliminary read is our only read. That's our only read. And when I uh, was playing high school golf, our coach used to get after a after us about this really hard he would be and especially certain golf courses that had certain types of breaks and he would really harp on us that if you only did that read he wanted us always at least do one other type of read so in in some cases it was this course always read it from the other side too Mm -hmm. you -hmm. know um but i think sometimes we we do that but really again you're making a decision without all of the information if you stop there yeah but that doesn't mean not to do it you got to do it i think it it gives you like a as you said like a baseline like a starting point Mm -hmm. when you stand behind the ball and you take that read now another point that i've learned from other coaches and i've seen them do this for me is they back me off the ball a little bit more um are you one of those people who kind of just like immediately behind your ball like to the point where you could reach out and touch it you're crouching down and getting your read if you are you may be a little bit too close to it Mm -hmm. i would say the perfect scenario would be if you can get about eight to ten feet of distance behind that ball you will see a lot more of the read yeah by getting back there so when you do your preliminary Mm -hmm. read Get behind the ball. Um, one thing we mentioned kind of at the top of the show that I would lump into that preliminary read, Mike, would be your walk up to the green. I think that's almost part of your preliminary read. Yep. You're already starting to assess it. You're just kind of- You'll see a lot You're getting the up. foundation. Yeah. You're getting that foundational information. You'll see a lot of terrain, a lot of change, a lot of slope. 
walking you know, up to that green. Pinehurst, our caddy, I remember the first thing he said to me every time, where's the drains? He's like, look for the drains. Like, where is it drain? Right. You know, where is it? Does it? Is there a physical man-made drain? Is there a river or something else that you see a drain? He goes, as you're walking up, look for that. That'll give you the idea of where most of this stuff is going. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Mike, we got our preliminary read. Okay. What's the next thing? Well, in this particular case, my preliminary read, I was standing over the ball. I noticed it was a left to right break. Like I said, um, you know, I, I just initially thought from my pre- preliminary read that it was just straight downhill. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we move on to step two. Yeah. And Tom called this the living read, right? So once you get the baseline, the basic read, it's time to live the read and physically travel the path of the putt. Yes. And what Tom suggested is do this on the low side of the putt. So for those of you who are new to the game, the low side of the putt is the spot which we think the ball is going to fall below the hole. So in this case, with it being a right-to-left breaker, the low side of the hole was the left side. Right. Okay, so we did the walk. We walked the left side of the hole, the low side of the hole, all the way around. And we're still observing as we're walking. So as we're walking down that living reed path on the left side in this case, I was looking at now the the, the hill or was it flat? Was it uphill? Was it downhill? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I was feeling. And I was feeling that in my feet Yes. as I'm living the reed. Feel. I remember him highlighting that to you. Yeah. So many other instructors have said this. It's not just your eyes. You're walking, you're feeling. You're feeling it. Because you could feel if you're walking downhill. A lot of that weight kind of tends to go down to the front of your feet. Or if you're walking uphill, like you know you're walking uphill or downhill. Yeah. You know, it's a weight shift. You feel it. Uh, I had a coach tell me that the other day. He said, if you're ever totally confused, he goes, stand behind the ball, walk a little bit to the right, and walk a little bit to the left. Which direction were you walking uphill? And which direction were you walking downhill? And Mm -hmm. that way you can get your left to right break a little bit. There you go. There's another way. I like that. That is. But as he was walking the line, one thing that he said that that really hit home with me, he told you, he said, hey, Mike, he goes, have you ever putt a ball when you're practicing, missed, dropped another uh, ball, putt it, and jarred it? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, happens all the time. He goes, what we're trying to do with this is basically simulate that. We're living it. We are walking the path where, again, not walking in your own line, but Uh walking the path and visualizing that ball as it rolls through the whole thing. And this is something that oftentimes we either don't do or we abbreviate. We just walk halfway down and we stop. But watch even on the PGA Tour. They'll walk their line. They'll even stop in different spots of their line, stand. Sometimes you see Adam Scott. Adam Scott, yeah. He'll straddle the line and feel it with his feet. But you're living it. You're almost playing out that putt in real time in your mind in a simulation so that you don't have to physically putt it once and putt it again because we can't do that when we're out there. You can't. But you can activate it by physically just simulating it in your mind, like you said. Right. So now you're building. This is a building process. We're taking that information from step one that we saw. Mm-hmm. We're then calibrating that information, questioning some of that information as we walk down the line and we walk that living read. And I think this ended with you behind the cup, right? Right. So you do end up behind the cup, which you're going to do a full, in this case, left to right. It was a counter, I mean, it was a clockwise movement from you know down. I hung around by the bottom of the, the pin, turned around looked in in reverse and just to see you know which way it looks the other way right you know because you got to see how the putt looks the other way and that's where i observe that information and in this scenario i determined where the spot was where the putt is going to start to break towards the hole and i couldn't see that from the starting point right couldn't see that from the preliminary read what was his wording he said something in fact do you see anything differently here that you didn't see down there and i think you said you saw where now it went. It was kind of up and then down. Yeah, I saw. And then down. I saw a little bit of an uphill again that I didn't see from the preliminary. Then you didn't read. see, right? And then one thing he kept harping on is he said, 
We have not made a decision yet. Right. No decision made As at that point. As of this moment, we haven't made a decision. He's saying we're, it's still a fact-finding mission at that point. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So now we've walked the line. You're behind the cup. What's next? All right. I found my target of where I want my ball to die, you know, and then at that point when the speed runs out of the ball and the momentum, it should, the, the, the slope should just travel it to my target or to the hole. Now, when you say your target, were you saying a visualization in your mind or were you actually seeing something on the green you could kind of- So I found to? a mark down there as part of going behind the hole mm-hmm. and it was so much easier to see once I was over there of where I wanted the ball to physically stop so that gravity or it could just funnel down to the, to my, into the hole, into gotcha. the cup. And again, I did not see that from the preliminary because it was a 30-foot putt. Yeah. So I didn't see that. And I remember I, when I went back, I said that brown spot up there mm-hmm. and that was the brown spot on the green- that I discovered while I was down there. It's a lot like the putting lesson that we did at Baltusrol, where he had a simulating that by I was putting physically putting a marker down where right. I wanted it, and you found one out there you could use as your aim point. Right, exactly. Right. Okay. So then after that... But who knows where my putt would have ended up. Now, this putt, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the result before I tell you the third step. I think I was like uh, two feet or a foot and a half from the pin, and he called it a no-brainer he par. Loves, yes, I love no-brainer No-brainer par. So it was just a tap-in. If I didn't do all of this, I don't think I would have found that brown spot. I wouldn't have found that spot to lay it. And I think I could have been three or four feet more to the left. No doubt. The chances of a three putt going up, way up. Way up if there. If didn't do this. But again, we're, we're at this point. We're fact finding. We're nothing's locked in yet. Right. No decisions. So then now step three. Step three, we're going to call this rewind the hole. So we walk back to the starting point from the high side. So again, it's a complete circle around the pin. Right. Now we know where we want the ball to, to end. We know, I've determined that it's not straight downhill. It was a little uphill at some point and a downhill mixed in there. So I was able to determine that. I felt it in my feet, so I knew about all that terrain change. And I went back to that ball from the from the starting point with way more confidence. Yeah. All right, so step three here, you stand over the ball. You identify that area. And you'll see me, if you if you see the video in this article, it's, it's, it's on our Instagram as well. I'll say, you know, that brown spot right there is where I want to put it. And he, Tom agreed with it. So then he says, now play the hole back in rewind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. So now we're playing the hole Which hole is back. another visualization thing. And that's yeah. something that I like to do too. I will actually, you know how like sometimes you'll see those putting shot tracers. Mm-hmm. They'll put on the ball and like the PGA Tour it rolls in. I like to do that in reverse and I just rewind. Almost like the putt already happened and rewind, rewind it, it. Which will bring me right back to my line. But one thing that Tom said here that was so important. He goes, now, whereas everything before was, it was still up in the air, our decision. He said, once you make a decision from the step three, he goes, that is your decision. And as far as you are concerned, this is going this in. This is going in the hole. And he said, even though we're at 30 feet, this is a low, we know, like, low scientifically, yep. there's a low percentage shot. He goes, as far as you're concerned, this is going in. Because what happens is, so many of us gather all that information, we make a decision, but at the last second, we second guess ourselves, mm-hmm. we change something. Mm-hmm. So once you've made the decision, you're, you got to, then your mind sends your body the information to to activate on that right so you've got to just you got to lock it in at that and i point. love that that was one of my favorite parts about this routine because it's something we see a lot of tour caddies give their players after they give them the club they give them their number they give them the confidence by saying visualize it right. that's the shot go with it don't think about anything else and that's what he did and then at that point he said once you've determined that now bend down and line up the marker on your ball to aim towards your spot yeah that's the final step that's the final step before getting up and addressing the ball to putt. Exactly. And some people like to use the line on the ball. Other people like to just look at a, a very intermediate target and right. roll over. I think that's a good thing what that visualization will do. One thing, again, I want to run this through because I, I, I can imagine some people are thinking this. 
we are dissecting this and telling you every aspect of it. It's kind of like where your cereal box is enlarged to show detail. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's going to take you this long each time. Because if right. you're worried, be like, whoa, that's a lot. That's going to take me a while. I'm going to slow down play. Like I said before, the more you do this, the better you'll become at it. And you can do it quicker. And don't underestimate the value of doing at least part of this read while your playing partners are going. I was just going to say that. I mean, I was even going to say, like you said before, walking up to your ball, the pre preliminary read could be almost done by the time you get over your ball. Yeah. So by the time you get to it and you got your putter in hand, you know it's breaking right to left you know it's a little bit downhill and your playing partners may be going or it may be your turn you can get down on the low side and around the hole and back in about 10 seconds right max right. right now if it's an 80 foot putt i mean obviously it might be a little different but you know you could do it all pretty quickly and then that final part could just be a last couple of seconds laser in focus get up do everything in about 15 to 20 seconds no one's gonna bother you right no definitely when you start taking a minute two minutes it's like all right yeah, enough is enough yeah exactly so like you i know? said just be aware of it and when when you do these types of things but Again, go, going back to the idea of, like I said, the, the beginning of this, just to recap, steps one and two are really just allowing yourself to absorb the information without making a decision. But then there's a definite switch. When it hits step three, that's when it, a decision is made and you stick with that decision because you'll be surprised at how many putts are missed because of that. So he'll tell you, like we were saying, like which side of the hole do you think it's going to enter? Where do you think it want to finish? A lot of great re green readers will talk about where you visualize where it's going to finish. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 by, when I say finish, you want to always think that finish finishes in the hole right you know, don't give yourself don't take yourself out of the game so but which which part of the cup it's going to fall into but again you you do all that stuff you stand over the ball in your final read and you just do that kind of rewind effect and then that is it you are locked in execute and understand you may not make the putt but it, again it's a low percentage putt. at right. least you gave yourself all the tools and all the possible advantages to make the putt. yeah exactly and in your case hey a terrific lag putt that ended up just kind of ducking low of the hole and you just tapped it in. Sorry, I kicked my microphone. But yeah, there'd be so many times where that's just an easy three putt for me. Yeah, exactly. So just by putting that extra time and effort in, because again, I, I, I know a lot of golfers might think I could put all the time in the world and doesn't mean giving myself a better putt. At least this gives you a structure to that time. So it, it, you're not doing a different, a lot of the best golfers do the same things every time. Yep. And this is where it gives you three steps to do the same. Every It doesn't care what the putt is. Start with your preliminary read. Do your living read where you walk the line. Again, simulating that idea that you've already putted, which gives you the chance of making it the second time. So that your first putt really becomes your second in your mind. And then when you get back there, give it that final read. Rewind it from the hole and go. Just go. You know, commit and go. Yeah, commit and go. And, and you know, we, we talk so much about developing a pre-shot routine for your swing developing a pre-shot routine for your putt is you know just as important just as important and not not, not many amateurs do it yeah because the flat stick is where the money is made exactly that's for sure all right that's everything we have for you guys this week i would encourage you if you are in the area of northern new jersey um Take a look at the Ledbetter Academy at Crystal Springs. Um, we found Tom to be a terrific coach to work with, really just a positive guy, positive yeah. attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, always, no matter how bad the shot was, found something positive we can take away from it, which I think helps build the confidence. Um, but really 
just a very knowledgeable, very experienced guy to work with. And this is a lesson that I think we'll remember forever, which is why we want to make sure we got a chance to chat with you guys about it here. And like I said, that video, if it's not already out, you'll see it out soon and you'll get to see the process we just described of him walking Mike through that reading process. So seeing is really believing. So we'll be sure to, to link to that. You can get to the show notes, go to golfacy.com slash episode 378. Thanks as always for listening. If guys, if you have your, some of your own tips on reading, make sure you throw them in the comments. If you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube, or as always in the golf podcast, Facebook group, and we'll see everybody again next week. 